Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, John. And me, Louise. And you're listening to I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It, the podcast about all the great ideas that we all have that we never are going to do ever. It's true. And uh, I'm surprised that we remembered how to start this show because it's been since June that we've done one of these. I mean, sometimes you got to reprioritize things and take a little break and uh, you come back hotter and stronger than ever before with new ideas that you'll never do. And you know what? I I have to say, I don't know if we would have been so quick to do one of these, if you could believe that that's such a thing, if it hadn't been for a new voicemail from our boy Bortles. Shall we? Let's jump right into it. Hey, Bortles here. I got another one for you. So you know mattresses like Casper mattresses. You see them in the ads, and they all have, like, cool designs. The side is gray, that sort of thing. But then you think about it for a second, and you think, well, you're never going to see that. You put seats over them. And then I thought, oh, wait, but each time you strip the mattress, you'd see it, and it would reinforce the brand. You'd be like, oh, cool. I have a Casper mattress. That's cool. And I thought, oh, but not if you have a mattress cover. So my idea is for those niche mattress companies to make mattress covers that have the same branding of the mattress so that you still get that effect. When you strip the bed, you see the brand, you think, oh, I'm really glad I got this mattress in a box at one time. Okay. I mean, I feel like this is an idea that those companies probably will and should do to make more money from people that buy them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I personally don't have one of those. You have one for your dog. Yeah, it was like, we don't have one, but the dog does. Yeah. yeah. Um, he doesn't need a mattress cover on that, though. He just, right. he just is in that bed, and he loves that bed. Yeah, he the dog, does. The dog has so many beds, and he loves all of them for different reasons. <laughs> but uh, also, I like, I... I don't know why we have to stop it at branding. Why can't the mattress covers that we're Designs. putting on them? Picasso's, Monet's, Van Gogh's. Matrices. Matrices. Matrices on your matrices. That's right. <laughs> have you always oh. wanted a Matisse on your matrice? On your matrice. Well, also, let's talk about rebranding the word mattress to matrice. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's just talk what? about it. Yeah. I. It sounds chic. It sounds fancy. A problem that I have with the English language is the English language. Yes. It's so ugly. The word language is like blah, 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 in my mouth. I'd like to interrupt this podcast for one second to say that recently Chris and I watched it has a very long title, but I think it's Too Funny to Fail, colon, The Life and Death of the Dana Carvey Show. Okay. Anywho, it was a really delightful documentary, and they, uh, why did I start talking about this? Oh, there is a sketch that Dana Carvey and, um, oh my God, Steve Carell do where it's 
German people shouting nice things. Like, I think that's uh-huh. the whole premise of the sketch. And it, the way that you are feeling over language Blah. could be comedy if delivered in a fashion that is funny. Much like the the German language is funny to sh- to say nice things and shouting it. I don't know. Okay, time in on the podcast. The problem with the English language. You know what I think the problem is too. What's that? First of all, everything that we do kind of has the same length, and other languages change that up a bit. Um, and we tend to do the same things with our mouths a lot. Um, here is an example of what I'm speaking about. Try to have a bad time slow-mo saying toast and realize what your mouth is doing. So uh, are we sounding out each of the letters because Just the word toast? The, yeah, but say it, say it over-exaggerated and slow. Toast. When does your mouth do that? Never. <laughs> it never does that, which is why it's so fun. But also, we don't. Uh, yeah. I just I look at other people speaking other languages and sometimes their lips never touch their teeth and they're sort of talking mm-hmm. in a way or like or they're doing like a really deep jaw drop when they're saying the word which we never do we we're all very like (laughs) and it's not not as exciting yeah Mm. well matrice delightful Matisse for your Matrice, but also uh, something that I want to let our listeners in on. Uh, I took a trip out to New York and spent some time with uh, Louise recently, and we landed on a combination of two words that sounds really delightful and feels like you're you're entering, uh, I don't know, a very serene Japanese spa when you say piano key. It's so... True. Piano key. Piano key. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. We did have a really good time doing that. And if you're wondering, listeners, why we didn't podcast when we were in the same spot, it's because we needed to just enjoy each other. We did. (laughs) And and not work. That's true. That's true. Well, I don't know if I'd call this work. This one isn't. Right. This one isn't. <laughs> Louisa to Beaver, which hasn't seen the light of day in quite a long time. Maybe. That one's work. Six months. That one feels like work. And I think it's just because a lot of things have changed since the filming of this sitcom and it's present day. Depressing it's depressing. It's depressing. It's depressing. It sure um, is. So let's talk about great ideas. Okay. Um, let me go first because I might just wham bam thank you ma'am through all of these and it has been a summer of citronella I got shoes umbrellas hair scrunchies you know how you can wear bracelets and anklets put those bracelets and anklets on chair backs on chair legs on table legs Put citronella in smoke bombs. Put them in sparklers. Put them in hair-like product. 
paste, clays, sprays, gels. I need a Citroneon Glosquito necklace for that that glow-in-the-dark, no-thanks, buggos, nighttime entertainment. I happen to be a kid that is constantly getting noshed on, and it's annoying. So I want I got a whole line, not just candles, not just plants. I want socks and shoes and umbrellas and scrunchies and glosquito necklaces. I want it all. So yes, we need to keep the mosquitoes away. And as you were giving your pitch, which I co-sign, although I uh, here in Portland, we don't have that big of a mosquito problem compared to New York or mm-hmm. swampy places. Yeah. Uh, but as you were going through that, I was wondering, what even is citronella? It's um, a plant that right. I think is very close to like lemon verbena or. Well, I'm, like- I'm reading its Wikipedia page. Okay. And it's a genus of trees and shrubs um, that is native to the tropical regions of South and Central America, insular Southeast Asia, Queensland, and islands of the Western Pacific. What I want to know is, why isn't it here? Yeah. Well, why it is it... here, but it's not native here. It's not native here, but what if it could be something that, like, would it be bad to import this and have it be part of plant life like wild grasslands or whatever i don't don't know know. i'm thinking nothing can be bad from a natural way to make the skeeters i understand that importing plants can really mess things up so i'm just gonna let it be known that i i hear this coming out of my mouth and i understand what all of you are probably screaming about right now in your cars or walking your dogs but I got no problem with it. I say, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Can't be We're, any worse than the smog in screwed, New Delhi. We've already screwed this planet up enough. Yeah. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Let's at least try to fix this mosquito problem a little bit. Well, especially, and I can't think of it right offhand, but that really super scary deform baby deformity. What's oh, Zika. Zika. Yes. No, thank you. No, thank you. So scary. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, get that citronella all up in this. I, I need and it I'm not, everywhere. I'm not talking about the plants themselves. I'm talking about your idea here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the aroma of citronella, I feel like, is a little... Medicinal. I don't know. Yeah, it's medicinal. It's a little unpleasant. But I feel like that's because we only smell it when we know that there is the need to repel mosquitoes. But maybe yes. we just need to adapt. Also, here's my next question about yeah. the way we feel about the scent of citronella. I wonder if it's like fake cherry and fake banana, which is like nothing like what it actually smells like. Mm-hmm. But it, that's just like the fake smell that we say is that. Do you know what I mean? So do you think that they're creating this smell to go along with something that smells worse? I don't know. I think they're trying. Well, I think... As in, like, 
candy cherry and candy banana. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're going for it and just missing it. Hmm. And maybe, I don't know. I Actually, I don't even know. I'm just wondering. Um, Interesting thing to wonder. Yeah. I just know that I've got this new theory about mosquitoes, and I think that they know that I'm the universal donor, and so they're right. coming after me more than other blood types. And what would you do if the only way that you could effectively repel mosquitoes is by eating cilantro? Oh my God, I would do it in a heartbeat. Listeners, Louise has that uh, cilantro thing where it tastes like soap. Soap. Yeah. I would stop swearing and eat that cilantro, wash my mouth out with soap. If it meant that mosquitoes could sense it and not bite me, I would endure it. Because again, it's not like I'm allergic. Nothing really happens. It's just kind of uncomfortable. But that uncomfortability does not trump the way that I feel when I get bit. Like the immediate frustration that I feel, the itching that I get, the like, ugh. And, and, I, and I think it, it is one of those things that like zero to 60. Like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Smack! Like, and ugh. And no, <laughs> I, I would gladly endure cilantro. Okay. For the relief of the mosquito. I, I'm not surprised by your answer, but I know how frustrating how it is cilantro. for you to be, you know, encou- encountering cilantro. Yes. Yeah. It's just like a weird thing I'd rather not go through. But if the perk is no mosquito bites, right. I am into it. Cool. Okay. Uh, my One of my ideas, uh, Louise... You walk a dog. Sure you, do. You you can vibe with what I'm about to say here. Okay. How many times have you been out walking that dog? You go out and then you're like, la da 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 da. Oh no, I've only got one poop bag left, and I have a feeling that that dog has got a loaded situation in that mm-hmm. colon. I mm-hmm. uh, and you're just like, I really hope that he gets it all out now. And I only need the one bag. So what I propose is a roll of dog bags that count down to the base of that roll. It seems like so simple that someone should have thought about it before. Yeah. I feel like I spend way too much time trying to guess how many poop bags are left on that roll. Yeah. And And they already print on the bags, or at least mine mine are printed. Like they're on the bag, it'll say like the logo or the kind of bag. Or I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my personal endorsement for poop bags. Earth rated is the is the name of the company. That's what we use. Yeah, and they're biodegradable. That yep, they keep the stink out. And if you get the lavender scented ones, we do. Then they. you know, you, you get that going on if you're into that. Um, so, yeah, there's a print on it. I know that they're all the same, so I imagine they just kind of roll it through the thing. But you have to imagine they could develop a system that counts down. Yeah. 
Especially because, have you ever noticed the cardboard little spool on mm-hmm. the inside of the bags will say things like, um, you know, worry less, wag more? I never read it. I never looked at them. Yeah, some they say different things. But I will say this. I will say at any given moment, I have at least seven of those cardboard spools in like coat A and pocket. pants pockets. Yeah. I I walk around all the time, put my hands in my pockets, and I'm like, oh, there's a couple of these little cardboard uh, doodads, little mm-hmm. straws. Yeah. I think the countdown system seems too good to be true. Like I, really? Like, well, I mean, like, how has this not been a thing already? How has this not been a thing? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> uh I, I know that the the idea is like, oh, you'll feel it and you'll know like, oh, it's time soon to do it. Although some people have, I don't know what kind of uh, dispenser you use or if you just have them, have a, a roll of them on hand or whatever. But if you have them in a container that's like a hard plastic, you won't feel that they're done. It's kind of right. like a weight thing. I have right. mine in... Um, it's a company that's actually local to Portland called Cycle Dog that uh, that makes things out of uh, like old bicycle tire um, tubes. Cool. So it's that like rubber, and they uh, yeah they just uh, upcycle those and uh, yeah. So I can feel that it's getting close to the bottom, but you never know. I have the kind that comes with it that looks like a a pill, like a right. large capsule. I don't like I don't like those because then they clang around. They do clang around, and when you get to the middle of the bags, they loosen the spool, mm. and so then it looks like it's full, even if it isn't full. Because uh. so, <clears throat> it like loosens in there, and then you're like, I got plenty of poop bags, one left. That's bad news, baloney written all I know, over it. Just number them. <laughs> we'd be so, so much uh, happier so that's that's the the first of my ideas uh that i've been thinking about since june yeah okay <laughs> every time uh, i had a new citronella idea i wrote it down and then i just burned through those um i got another one though uh-huh it is a like a belt or a band uh clip sort of situation to tame the tail, if you happen to be in between in, in between sizes, <laughs> um, in between sizes for um, a belt, or as an example, I bought this bag. I will show uh-huh. it to you, but I will try to describe it. And the 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 cross body strap, <clears throat> yeah, is it's adjustable. Too, is adjustable for your height, and I'm too short. And there's one like little loop loop at the end but it always puckers out and Mm. if i had an additional clip to get it tight in the middle so that the the bands don't like separate or if you happen to be in between sizes on a waist belt and you have that little flag of a tail that you know you don't know what to do with Mm -hmm. you can if it's between also your belt loops on your pants 
this happens to me. I don't know if this ever happens to you. And it, it like gets caught on stuff or oh, like yeah. it's like flinging out or whatever. And if I had like a little clip or an extra little loopy just to like put right on there. So it would tail. essentially be like a tie clip, but maybe just a little stubbier. Yeah. Or um, or like a hair tie, but instead of being a, a loop or mm-hmm. a rubber band, it has an attachment so that you can like loop it around. I don't know if that's a, yeah, a, a tie clip or a chip bag clip, but not as bulky. Yeah. Yeah. And, so it's like wearable. Yeah. And it's made of citronella. And it's made of citronella. Look at that. Uh, uh, uh. Citronella everywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't have a cute name for that one. Nothing this episode, I think, is going to be Citroneon Glosquito Necklace. Citroneon Glosquito Necklace. Uh, write that down and send it to me because that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, I got another idea. That Uh is just really brief. Over the summer, we had these goats imported from upstate New York to... Sorry, who was we? The city of New York. Okay. We had these goats imported, I guess, or just borrowed from upstate, and they ate the undergrowth uh, on Riverside Park because Mm. it was like poison oak, poison ivy, poison sumac, and they can eat all of that and they're not affected. They love it. And then they once they got it all eaten down and made it possible for humans to then go in and do some sort of like landscaping and regenerative native plant sort of situations. I was telling my mom how much I loved these goats and you could vote for your favorite goat on Instagram. And they had like cute little profiles like buckles, like long walks on the beach and, you know, celebrity gossip magazines, you know, just I silly like, things about goats. I feel like a goat would hate walking on the beach for a long time. Probably. There's nothing for them there. There isn't. I mean, trash that comes up from the ocean, maybe. Yeah, but... I don't know. In any case, they were like cutesy, weird little profile things, and you could vote on your favorite goat. Anyway, my mom, I was relaying all this information to her, and she says, you know what? O'Hare Airport in Chicago has goats that eat the grass so that they don't have to pay a landscaper to go out and mow. And I said, isn't it super noisy for them? So my idea is hearing protection for the goats that mow the lawn, I guess, at airports. That is such a specific thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Goat guards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I, I yeah. mean, I, I thought the same thing that you thought. Uh, at, at an airport, that can be really loud. Really and, loud. And it's like these goats are... They're not getting paid to be there. You know, they're just kind of forced to be there, you know, eating airport grass. Whatevs. Yeah. Yeah. So some sort of hearing protection. Yeah. Yeah. So my next idea, I connect, I I feel like uh, over the past two years, uh, any of our episodes will kind of track along the trajectory of my child's development. 
Got it. And my daughter, who is now like two and a quarter, uh, because this these are the ages where like quarter years actually make a difference. So she's like two and a quarter, and she is uh, really into eating the biggest version possible of whatever food she has. So if you give her like a slice of pizza, she doesn't want you to cut it up. She wants to eat the big pizza Mm -hmm. not the entire pizza pie but like the whole slice um and such is the case also with apples she doesn't want apple slices she wants the entire apple here's the thing she's a clumsy little doink and drops that thing all the time and apples have a tendency to uh once the inside is exposed collect crap yes dirt Mm-hmm. pet fur it's nasty yeah and you can't throw it away because she's a demanding little monkey Might and cry. Uh, yeah and she's like no so what i propose is a necklace perhaps made of citronella <laughs> somewhere in there uh perhaps neon um and it'll have uh two prongs on the ends like corn Child, on the cob. Like corn on the cob, but like not sharp that they will hurt a kid, but sharp enough to pierce inside the like top and bottom of the apple. So they just kind of have their apple dangling. Yeah. And if they drop it, totally cool. Totally fine. Yeah. I love this, first of all. <laughs> I really do. And I think that we might be able to make some money on this product. I imagine because it would be an easy enough thing to assemble. You also don't even have to be restricted to apples. You could put a bagel on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It Right. It could be for any number of things. Yeah. I'm thinking apple just because that's the exact example that I need it for. But right. you, could, you, could do, you could use it with corn on the cob. You could do corn on while the cob. We're, while we're talking about corn on the cob. Yeah. <laughs> I I think this is a, a good idea. I really do. A great one. A great idea, but we'll never do it. Well, no. It might help us. But as you say, like, who knows where she's going to be in another quarter of a year. So This is true. It's this is like, true. Maybe we'll be back to slices. She'll be like, um, excuse you, slice this for me, please. Cut Except this up. Except she won't say please, and she'll say, I need slices. And I'll be like, need? Really? <laughs> You need slices. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, those were my, like, my big ideas. But I wanted to uh, do something a little different. I've, I'm wondering if we ever did anything like this and maybe fell off a little bit. But I was uh, creeping around on Kickstarter just oh, to see what's yeah. going on. And I want to uh-huh. talk about, like, heroes of innovation, people who are doing things and I saw on Kickstarter when I was cruising through there earlier that there's a section that's all for upcycled stuff, which is great. There's a lot of people who are trying to, you know, repurpose old things, garbage, recyclables in order to create something new, which I think is awesome. Um, I wanted to highlight something that is not one of those things. I want to highlight something that is something that no one really asked for. But it's okay. really, but it looks really cool. Okay. You with me? I, I'm here so far, yeah. <laughs> so there is a product 
that uh, they, they've got prototypes and everything. I believe that they've raised all of their money. I should probably be talking about something that still needs a boost. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they pledged um, a goal of $222,000 and they have earned $494, uh, $494,000, sorry. Okay. And, um, I was like, they still need help? <laughs> yeah. And it is called Phono Cut, and it is a home vinyl recorder. You can make your own vinyl record albums. Whoa! Yeah. That's awesome! I, You know, it's a completely unnecessary thing, but very cool. Yes! But still go and support all the things that are creating, like new things out of old things and sure, maybe sure, trying sure, to help yeah. the environment that's being destroyed and we're, let's just import citronella plants because who cares now but like right. but you know this is a really this thing just seems like a lot of fun and if i had uh, a place with a lot of uh you know surfaces and places to put things I, and i needed to like put something on a shelf somewhere that looked cool i'd be like hey why don't I get the thing that you can record vinyl albums with? We could release episodes of this podcast on vinyl. That would be super Weird amazing. And a waste. Well, but you could also do it with uh like ha- reading bedtime stories. Well, how would you need to do it on vinyl? You wouldn't. It's just fun. Yeah, okay, cool. No, you don't need to. <laughs> it's just fun. Cause I know, well. I, I don't know if this is really actually a memory or just from what people have told me, but I used to, I got to a certain age and I wanted to read the book, only mm. I wasn't great at reading because I was however old I was. And so I needed the person doing nighttime stories with me. My mom worked a lot at night, so it could have been my uncle. It could have been my great mm-hmm. aunt. It could have been my mom. I'm not sure. Um, or a babysitter. But I needed the person reading to read, like, with me. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I had memorized the book. So we, like, talked at different times. But it was cool and fun to have it happen at the same time. And it could be also, like, you're going to read along with yourself on right. this vinyl record that we made. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't need it. We no. we just it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Cuz sometimes uh, I also like going through the ritual of like get it out of the sleeve, blow it off, set it on the like table, right. pick up the little needle, move it over, putting yeah. it down. Like the just the ritual of of that is super satisfying. Yeah. I I really wish that I mean, I love having all of these services where you can play whatever song you want anytime, anywhere. Uh, But now that I have a two and a quarter year old, I really wish that I could say, I'm sorry, but we can't listen to the Wiggles right now because we don't have it. Yeah. But she knows that we have it at all times. Or have, same um, same goes with uh, with movies or TV shows, because if we're watching a movie, uh, I, if anyone out there has seen the uh, Peter Rabbit movie that came out a few years ago with James Corden, Rose Byrne, and Domhnall Gleeson, 
it's delightful. And sometimes we're watching it and then she'll be like, I want Daniel Tiger. And I'll be like, mm. and uh, <laughs> she knows that I could just flip on Daniel Tiger in a moment's notice. Yeah. Yeah. We were recently, and by recently, I mean maybe four weeks ago, at a friend's in Pittsburgh. And we were trying to do dinner time. And we kept being interrupted. I think the kids are almost four and five and a half. At the time of the story. Yeah. Yeah. At the time of the story. And uh, we kept being interrupted because they were in a fight with Alexa (laughs) on what song would be playing while they ate dinner. So that was a different thing that just wasn't an issue when you and I were growing up because we were either not listening to music when we were eating or somebody was like, it's this and put the cassette in the player. And that was it. You know, you know, you just that was your option. Um, Yeah, it would be cool to be like, this is on now. We don't have that other thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I, this is I, just a, a little memory wave came up, but uh, when you mentioned putting on a cassette during dinner, uh, my my father, I don't think, liked to listen to music while we ate dinner. Certainly, we all would have loved to have listened to music, but I remember one time, my brother Dan uh, asked if we could listen to Duran Duran during dinner, and my father's response, no, no. And we all thought it was hilarious, except for Dan. He didn't appreciate that so much. But uh, yeah, the word on listening to music during dinner was the Duran Duran rule. No, no. No, no. Yeah, not a good joke, Dad, in retrospect. But also a super good dad joke. Oh, my God. He (laughs) seriously defined the the genre (laughs) in that moment. So I... I'm trying to remember what I challenged you to on the last episode. Okay, I got it. What, what was Stove it? Stovetop cleaning. Oh, yeah. And here's what I came up with. <clears throat> uh, probably not so innovative and difficult for different sized stovetops, uh, but a flame retardant, heat-proof, dishwasher-safe sort of like... And I'm talking about a gas stove, not an electric stove. Right. Um, sort of maybe like mat or pad that you would put down and then put your burner cages mm-hmm. back over the burner. And when your stuff boiled over or splattered over onto this like really thin silicone, super yeah. indestructible astronaut made material... When you were done cooking, you just pick it up, put that thing in the dishwasher, and then you're off to the races. Oh, you're off to the races. Yeah. My other option was like some sort of like fire extinguisher foam that Mm. you like squirted on with like a thing and then you wiped it up. Yeah. But I'm like, they have that stuff now. I don't know what made mine any different. Um, But yeah, no. Because have you ever seen those baking mats? Right. That yeah. you put on the cookie sheet and right. then you bake the cookies and then they just come off like super easy. Yeah. Like that, but for your stovetop. Yeah. I suppose if you had an electric 
flat stove top. You could also have one. I'm just not sure about sure. the heat conduction. Because yeah. have you seen those induction stovetops? I love the idea of them. I don't get I've it. I've never used one. It's It has to do with the kind of metal that you're using. It no, it doesn't work on every single kind of pot or pan. But yeah, it, it reacts with the metal. So it's not an actual like heating element. Uh-huh. Because it sounds amazing. I, yeah, the things I've seen, they've done experiments with eggs where they'll crack an egg over the skillet and the part of the egg that goes into the skillet will start to to mm-hmm. activate, cook, and the part that sludged off onto the stovetop, just raw, just totally huh. normal and raw. And then they pick up the hot skillet and with a bare hand, wipe the egg white or yolk off of the thing. And part of me thinks technology is astounding. And then mm-hmm. the other part of me goes, let's all just learn that stuff is hot and not touch it. Because yeah. not everything in life will be that. And someone will get horrifically burned someday being a dum-dum because they had a super smart stove. Right. Yeah. Uh, my two and a half, two and a quarter year old, uh, will will point to the oven or stove when we're cooking, and to quote Paris Hilton, will say, "That's hot." Nice. She knows. Um, but yeah, if you yeah, if you only know the kind of stovetop that you can't get burnt while touching, well, let's just say you're in for a rude awakening when you for encounter sure. one that does. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you challenged me to bandanas. Sure did. And as I'm thinking about bandanas, I'm realizing that, like, they're great. You know, no one has gotten mad at a bandana. But here's the thing is, like, they've got no PR. They've got no, like, marketing strategy. They're really just a square of material and what makes it a bandana is how you apply it. So, like, okay. you know, I, if you take a bandana and use it to wipe up a table, that's a rag. And, yeah, so okay. what I'm thinking is... And if you use is, a bandana to blow your nose, it's, it's a, a handkerchief. handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, I, what I think big bandana should do is make the bandana more of a thing, a commodity. And I think that in order to do that, having a new chain restaurant called Bandanas to promote the idea of like, here's all the things that you can use a bandana for, uh, not just tying it around your neck or, uh, I don't know, putting it in your back pocket as like a fashion thing or an indication that you're into you know, freaky sex stuff, because that's a thing. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a whole, like, code about which color you use and what that means you're into. Oh, it's a thing. my gosh. So, uh, Learning! Yeah. So at, at Bandanas, this new chain restaurant, your napkins are bandanas. You know, yes. maybe maybe your ordering system is bandanas, such in like, you know, like those Brazilian like steakhouses where there's that like color coded system where like you put it the one way and it means give me more 
beef yeah. or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, so a chuscaria. Is that what it's called? Uh huh. I'm glad that you know that because I didn't. <laughs> um, but you put out a different color handkerchief when it's like, fill up my water glass, please. Or I'm ready for the check. Or, you know, it's like a, a color coding system of what these bandanas mean. And then when you, um, well, first of all, you can keep your bandanas, your napkins. Love. And then also when they get the, when they get to the stage where the food is available in the uh, the frozen section of your local grocery store, inside each package, a frozen bandit bandana. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Big bandana. If you're out there, if you're listening, pick up this, what we're putting down. Because it's it's going it's going up and down, ho down. I don't know. Yeah. Big bandana. I, I didn't know where I was going. I, I didn't see Neither the end of the I. tunnel when I started talking, but I, I was hoping something good would come out and something came out. So I love wow. it. Yeah. <laughs> Collect them all even. Sure. And, you know, and they can come out with like seasonal patterns and, you know. Oh, yeah. This could be even like Hard Rock. Hard Rock Cafe Tokyo. Hard Rock Cafe Rome. B- you know, Bandana Portland, Oregon. Bandana Davenport, Iowa. Yeah. I mean. Just to name where- two places. <laughs> Just two. I mean, doesn't Harley Davidson do the same thing? They like on their stores, they have like their merchandise Maybe, says where I think they're so. from. Probably it's not as big of a thing as as Hard Rock Cafe once was. <laughs> and that's the thing is it's like we need the new Hard Rock Cafe because I don't know if people really like go to those anymore. I think that one of the things that's kind of replaced that is like going to a Starbucks in a new city and getting like the mug with yes. the like, you know, the local flair. Sure, yeah. On your so, Starbucks mug, uh, bandanas. Cool. That's what I got. Do you have okay. a challenge for me for the next episode, whenever that might come out? I do, and it's corks slash. Bottle stoppers. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my challenge for you, and this is something that I thought of the last time I was in New York, and I something that had come up a few times, whether it was with, with you and, and Chris or my brother, is uh, the alternate side parking situation. Okay. So I want to. I want you to come up with something inspired by that because it's done for street cleaning. Is that the? That's right. Yeah. So like street cleaning slash alternate side parking because that seems to be like, you know, your schedule is heavily altered by whatever day that might be. Yeah. yeah. Today, as I see that you've got a sticker and I have a oh, sticker. Yeah. We voted. Uh, Alternate side parking was suspended oh. for voting. So you cool. didn't have to sit in your car because you could have used that hour and a half to go vote. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, in Oregon, we uh, there's no like polling places. All voting is done by mail. And it's kind of amazing. It, okay. uh, I believe that, well, first of all, it kind of eliminates any kind of like voter suppression 
because as long as you have a mailing address or somewhere where you can get mail, you get a ballot. And it voter turnout is huge. It's also why like when uh, when it's election day and they're tallying up the results, Oregon is, I mean, for the West Coast, Oregon is one of the first because people have already sent in all of their ballots. Um, and also it's like, it's free to mail them back. You can drop them off at different, you know, ballot drop places, such as like, I think all public libraries. Um, but you know, anywhere where there's a mailbox, you just drop it in. So it's kind of, I mean, I miss the experience of going to a polling place and doing that, but I understand that that's, uh, you know, coming from a place of privilege where I could do that easily. Um, and that's not easy for everybody. So, uh, I love the mail-in voting and I dropped off my ballot at, um, the library because I live two blocks away from the library. And what I had never seen before at a drop-off site is a little bin with the I voted sticker. Cute. So I was very happy to get one and I got a, I grabbed another one for my two and a quarter year old because the kid loves stickers. Who doesn't? I mean, I wore mine all day. Yeah. So, um, and mine is is also conveniently covering a stain. So that's fun too. Oh, dual purpose. (laughs) Yeah. That actually like does make me think too. Um, so I grew up in Iowa and I think I only voted there once because I couldn't vote until I was 18. And then when I was 18, I was like, see ya. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I only voted once there. And, oh, no, I guess I did absentee ballot when I was in college. In any Mm -hmm. case, um, sometimes the circumstances in November are so treacherous. Right. Like with with a winter storm or you know, freezing ice or something that some it it can be incredibly difficult to right. make it to a poll before it closes. I yeah. <clears throat> Getting choked up. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> um I like that mailing system that you it guys is pretty, have. It is pretty great. It really is great. And it's well I would say it's surprising that it hasn't been adopted by other states, but it's not surprising. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to make anything easy. They, they want to. Yeah. For sinister reasons, it's not yeah. surprising. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Louise, do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about that you've got going on? Mm. Uh. I mean, listen to our other podcasts when and if they come out. We uh, recently released a new episode of Got It, and we yeah. just recorded a few more to uh, sprinkle out throughout the next few months or whatever. Yeah, so so keep a lookout for those. Yeah, Got it's it. called Got It. And Louise at To Beaver, if we, or just do the back catalog again. You okay. know, if you if you like the sound of our voices I'm, and I'm our really re- loving Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how many episodes we've done. I want to say like 20, 20 something. A lot. Each season has like 40 episodes in it. And so many. There's a lot. There's so many episodes. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I like the idea of getting around to it. I know about myself 
that with daylight savings in full effect, that when it is 5 p.m. and pitch dark, my body feels like it's midnight and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to go out and do anything. So when I start coming indoors more earlier and have nothing to do for hours, like maybe it'll spark some sort of get up and go for for that project. But I won't hold my breath about it. But I also, you know, flew through the first season of Shrill. Oh, yeah, it's great. So great. Um, six episodes. Yeah. Not for, not 40. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when I run out of TV to consume, I might get back into some creative project. Um, I just did a live performance of Hocus Pocus and was Danny Dennison. So I don't think you can see cool. it anywhere or do anything about it. But that was a thing I could have plugged before mm-hmm. but didn't. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm I'm already trying to be getting finished with holiday shopping because I think that people go way overboard and I like to have direction mm-hmm. what because I'd like to express my love and gratitude toward people um I just think that consumerism is a little bit out of control and yeah. um I don't know sometimes a, a thoughtful little something means a lot so I working on that stuff just went to a bris so really yeah not my first, but but I went and um, so yeah, I was like, I'm not promoting it. Just like there's new life in my life, and <laughs> yeah. Well, what, congratulations to, to the Briss recipient. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep I mean, him anonymous because I don't know what his parents' platform is. That's totally uh, or okay. Like s- stance on that. Great ideas. So, yeah, I'm great ideas. I'm sure they, they love them. So uh, if you want to listen to... So I... Even though it is challenging because there is homework involved, I do have another podcast that I don't do with Louise, surprisingly. Uh, it comes Yet. out every week. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's called Ruined Childhoods. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before. I don't but think. we're like... Uh, 38 episodes in, Whoa! which is crazy. And we've done it. I think that we've only missed like one or two weeks when my brother was traveling. He is my co-host. And it is all about uh, movie, classic and cult films. And we talk about uh, what their life could be if they were revived in a sequel, prequel, reboot, remake, um, adaptation you know, something like that. So it's it's celebrating the concept of of revivalism. Very cool. Yeah, I so, am an avid listener. Yay! Yes, and uh, recent pseudo contributor because you emailed us with a few things. I did. Sometimes yeah. I'm listening, and I'm I have some back catalog to get through, and so I don't know when it's relevant, but I I will occasionally. It's email. always relevant. An opinion. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally okay. It's always okay. relevant. Um, cool. So, yeah, anyway, thank you all for listening. Go on Apple Podcasts or whatever and rate and review us. Something good, I hope. And uh, write in your great ideas to greatideapod at gmail.com. Call them in. 
to 304-804-idea. Idea. Uh, just like our, our pal Bortles. And um, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Th- yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me, Louise. Thanks for hanging out with me. I don't see it happening.